0: Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome to Crowcast Podcast. I'm Shane. Hey, I'm Ronnie. And these are the audio versions of the interviews we've had with our special guests on Crowcast. This episode is with Chris Bishop. Oh man, I
1: absolutely loved last night. He brought energy and he brought riffs, Shane.
0: We we haven't had that for a while. It was brilliant, bud. Thoroughly enjoyed it. He, he sat down in front of the camera, already had his guitar set up with his brand new Kemper um that he his missus bought for him and he just started riffing it was it was brilliant dude it was amazing to hear you know through this platform um a guitar sound it was it was lush and we we all said and we we wanted to pick up a guitar or you jump on the drums straight away and have a jam
1: yeah i um i instantly had the buzz the itch Oh, I was so frustrating because it's it's one of the first episodes if anybody's driving along listening to this intro, it's one of the first episodes for a long time where I just didn't feel like we were doing it in our houses through a computer screen um Chris managed to get exactly what I love about Crowcast to forget about everything that's going on and feel like we were in a room and that's really bizarre to say that, but I completely forgot I felt like I was with you two guys in a room even though we're still looking at a tv screen i just forgot about that the conversation was brill it was like hanging with a buddy i yeah. forgot we were doing a show um yeah. and then he started riffing and i'm like oh dude dude i got a wicked beat for that you know in my head i'm thinking yeah. right let's crack on let's write that whatever you're playing by there let's let's write it like you know so i don't know if you had the same magic
0: yeah, yeah exactly same vibe it was instant sort of infectious him as a, as a character lovely guy i would just love to hang out with him you know know what i mean he's he is the riff master on guitar and stuff and he showed us a couple of things um and then his dog got involved as well which was funny yeah that was funny
1: that's the second time that's happened as well
0: (laughs) buns Uh, i want to say buns buns that's right yeah but
1: um, hi man so it's, it's it's one of those man where like i said there's there's certain guests that come along every now and again and it does It's exactly the essence that we try to create with Crowcast, where it just feels like you're hanging out backstage or you're, you're catching up. The only difference is this was the first time that myself and you had met Chris. Um, he was coming live from Austin in, in Texas, which is still yet. Again, that's a brilliant thing. Um, and a and, and man, like you said, he just delivered, he, he turned up ready. Um, he looks so comfortable with our guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I noticed. That's why it just, you know, like certain musicians, like I feel the same with the drums. I'm not saying it's not an ego thing. And I think you're the same with singing. You can just open your mouth, sing and feel comfortable. Cause you know, you got a tune like, you know, and and I think certain musicians, when you're really comfortable with what you do, whether it's drums, bass, guitar, you, you, you just feel at one with that with that instrument. And Chris came across like that to me last night. It was almost the guitar was nothing to just pick it up and just sing with it, like you know. And and I love that, dude. I absolutely yeah. love that.
0: Well, we had the mic check with him, you know, before and before the show, and and there was no talk of do you mind if I bring a guitar in. He was just as soon as we went live, we noticed he's had the guitar and he and he hooked it up like so. Yeah, he's a completely comfortable musician. He is the riff master. A lovely guy. Cannot wait to get on stage with that guy um, at some point.
1: We will. We'll hook up. Hook up with him. And for anybody listening as well, this was episode sixty-two. So if you want to look at the visual, it's available on our YouTube channel. Everything's at www.thosedamcrows.com. I could literally spend hours just talking about a recap. Um, because he was a very cool guy and I can't wait to hang out and have a beer with him and probably end up jamming with him, Shane, to be honest. I can see that happening, like, you know, even if I'm just sitting a saucepan in a field
0: or something, like, you know, so... yeah, should we, uh, should we get into it? Here we go. Strap in. This is Crowcast Podcast. Here goes <laughs> Dan Crow!
1: With the boys later when they join us, all the shenanigans, the show we have a
2: guest mate?
0: Looking forward to this. Crow family, please welcome Chris Bishop from CrowBot.
2: Yay! Hey, hey, hey guys. What's How's happening, so- brother? Oh, nothing. I'm just playing some, some guitar. Can you hear this? Let me see if I can uh, put the Kemper on.
0: Oh, yes, bro. Yep. Yeah.
2: Dude, that's all. I got so good at like you know demoing and just like riding riffs in quarantine that's really all we could do you know yeah yeah, yeah it's,
1: it, is the kemper kind of
2: new or we can use the no it's new my wife got it for me for christmas i, I didn't really ask for one but I, i'm extremely thankful to have it like it, it makes uh, demoing you know and even just tracking over quarantine really good like, i mean this one's a it's a friedman um, profile which is like a, I've always wanted one. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, dude. Amazing. That
2: sounds so good, doesn't it? The it tone does. is really cool. Dude, like, look at this. Look at this poster.
0: Yeah, I could just about make it out.
2: Dude, have... it is so creepy, right? It's a do, it's a do, it's a Doctor John poster, but Jesus, it looks so scary behind me. Wow. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Chris Bishop, sir, so thank what, you so uh, much for joining us.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, dude. It's uh it's nice to hear your accents. Um because we haven't been able to go back to the UK in forever it seems like and um Jay Smith is our TM whenever we go over there.
0: All ah, right, oh yeah. God, what yeah. a small world.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I I saw that you guys had Sean on, right? Yeah. yeah man <laughs> yeah and he's I, we i've never met sean but um if he's anything like jay oh my god 100% ramped up man they're yeah. both
1: uh, <laughs> but we've had jay as well jay drove us um to scotland, scotland so yeah from where we live that's about what was it an eight hour ten eight hour hours,
0: journey eight hours dude yeah
1: but dude he was just so full of he was full of stories jokes um, yeah. it just flew man eight eight ten hours flew with him in a van like it was he's, he's yeah yeah guy. when we go back
2: man like if if we don't have jay like you know that's a big part of us wanting to do it you know if jay's available because yeah. he's, yeah. he's 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 like one of the he's one of the guys you know what i mean like yeah. it feels weird to to be over there without him
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: He's in Duff's book as
1: well, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, he
2: makes sure he tells everyone he meets. Okay. That's a thing he
0: says.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh
1: man. So how have you been, man? What what have you been up to? Like you said, you haven't heard many accents and you're currently in Texas. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I live, I live in Texas, um, in Austin. Uh, yeah. Everyone in the band lives in Austin pretty much, except for our singer who lives, still lives in PA. So, we fly him in. Um, you know, he's been hasn't been traveling down here too much up until recently. Um, he just got vaccinated and stuff. But okay. yeah, I mean, you know, just trying to figure out ways to to just not go insane um, and like realizing how much I playing music and 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 creating music with other people really, you know, is what makes us happy. And it's like yeah. without that there you're like just in a, a shitty state of mind. You know what I mean? I'm just so thankful. Like we've been jamming like in a room together for the first time in a long time. And it's, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, man, exactly the same for us. Um, when was it Ron? It was only a couple of weeks ago. Did we a couple start, of weeks uh...
1: ago. I mean, we were really lucky last year, Chris. Um, we, Got to get together quite quite a bit, even during the pandemic, and we we managed to do a couple of TV things, these, like, um, online stream things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool, just to be with the guys. So I, I can ke- kind of resonate what you're saying. Um, this last lockdown for us in Wales, oh, man, it was savage. It was just, like, no rehearsing. Um, mm-hmm. Everything was this, so our meetings. Um, oh, just everything was just this, like, you know, which... Um, it's just that you you need that connection, don't you? And especially when you get in a room and you turn the amps up and um, oh man, it was it was wicked. That was only a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it, Shane?
0: Yeah, yeah, literally a couple of weeks ago. Chris, will you do me a favor, bro? Hmm. You know your hat. Can you just turn it around? Now, ladies and gentlemen, is that or is that not <laughs> Ronnie oxford This is this is doppelganger. There it is. <laughs>
2: I look like a fuck, like a cook, like a chef or something. It looks like a chef's hat.
0: Nah, no, bro, you look like my drummer. Very is, lucky. There there it's a cool there image, is. man. Sorry, but, I had to get that out of there. So, have you and the guys
1: been um, jamming for long together, as in like the last couple of months, or did you, um, did you like a long, long period of not seeing each other? Or
2: well, it's it's weird the way our band is structured now, um, like. We we were always touring so much before, that you know we would do a lot of our rehearsing on the road. You know, and, and new songs and and writing new riffs and sound check, and then just sort of like when I would come off off the road, you know, I would usually just arrange everything demo wise and structure it myself, and then we would just build vocals on top of that. So yeah, now it's um, our drummers in. Um, in Austin, and the the guy who was playing bass for us, Eddie, he, he, great friend of mine for years, he just wasn't able to continue on like touring. He just took on a lot of responsibility, he, like bought a house and a car and stuff. So he's like, he's like, sorry, dudes, I'm gonna have to stay at home. So we uh, we've been auditioning bass players in Austin, and um, uh, Timmy P from Alien Ant Farm. Uh, mm. came in and f- he fucking killed it and he's the coolest dude. And we're just excited to have like, you know, it's, it's always exciting, fresh blood, you know, it's like a, it's like when you get in a new relationship in the beginning, how everything's like so exciting, you know, yeah. hopefully he doesn't like, uh, I don't know, fuck someone else. Cheat on us or do something shitty, but I think yeah. he's a great dude. And I, I, f- I foresee him like, you know, it working out with, timmy for a while i mean you know like i said it's just me and brandon um are are just constantly making sure that things are going with crowbot um whether it be you know just business stuff or, or just making sure that we're writing you know um that's for us the most important is like we're constantly writing you know we're getting ready to record a record in july and august and um yeah, I mean we we're 30 plus songs in, you know.
0: <laughs> so. Amazing, wow. bro. So we Yeah, does, I where love does...
2: it. That's the fun part though. I mean, to me, that's like the whole reason to be in a band is like to make cool shit and be creative, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The creative process with you, then, bro. So, when when did it all start for you, like as as a guitarist? And what bands were you listening to? What was your inspiration? Like, can you remember a certain riff that actually got you into thinking that's that's the shit I uh, want to do? I
2: mean, ah, oh, you know, it's cliche as it is, right? I'm thirty, I'm thirty five now, so it was all the the big rock gods. It was the Angus Youngs and the Hendrix and, uh, you know, um, who else? Is there? I mean, the Jimmy Page, all the cliche ones. That, that those were my favorite guys because, like, I remember watching like "Song Remains the Same" and like I would rent it every time my mom would go to the video store, and I'd be like, I want to be like that guy, you yeah. know? What I, mean? and,
0: uh, yeah. I don't know.
2: It, it was it was all of that, and I mean, Back in Black. I mean that that record was just like fucking awesome, you know? <laughs> yeah. as, as a kid, like it, everything's so new. that's the most frustrating thing is like when you get older, like you've discovered everything. You You feel like you've discovered something and you're just waiting for new bands to come out to like really get into. And sometimes you just never get back to that excitement that you, you first had, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did you know when you picked up the guitar for the first time, was it, was it a kid? Did it come to you like straight away I was, definitely. um, because there's people I've, I, I know that always say, oh man, playing the guitar is really cool. I wish I could play the guitar like you and stuff. But then they realize they sit down with a guitar and then their fingers are hurting after the first five minutes and they're like, oh no, it's too hard work. Did it come naturally to you?
2: Um, well, I was, I was like seven or eight and I grew up in, in Tennessee. So, I, you know, and being that young, I just loved like classic rock and, um, country it was like in the 90s it was like uh all the cheesy country shit and like alan i remember hearing alan jackson like that let me see if i can there's like the, that fucking chatty so yeah that one it's yeah it's really honky whatever you know it's embarrassing to, you know, but I, you know um, I remember being like asking my mom for a guitar for months and months And she finally was just like, he's been asking so long, he's not going to stop. So she bought me one for my eighth birthday, and uh, yeah, eighth or ninth. And um, like we we were like really poor growing up, so it was a big deal that she spent like a hundred bucks on a guitar, you know? Yeah. And uh, she put me in lessons. Like she she, once a week I would do a thirty minute lesson with my guitar teacher. And she would, like, make me sit down, like, 15 minutes a day and play guitar. When I was a little kid, like, when I was a little kid, you know what I mean? I was just, like, the attention span of a (laughs) 10-year-old boy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I I did that. And, uh, yeah, and it's, like, it's just one of those things. Like, once you get get over that initial hump of learning, then – it is so much fun, right? You're just like, Oh my God, I can play all these songs that, you know, that I love, and, you know, just the simple stuff. And yeah, I got really good when I got really good, really young. And then I like leveled off until I was like 20.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> what, what, happened that team?
2: what happened? I that started team? like, like fucking girls and like doing, <laughs> like smoking pot and drinking, yeah. you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh amazing so was it any sort of uh riff you would was it riffs because i mean listening to your stuff bud i mean there's so many riffs your songs well,
2: clutch is the biggest influence on me that's like my favorite band of all time like there's there's so many like um and it's all like it, you know out of context of clutch everything is like super jammy you know what right. i mean What's that one? Uh, Big Fat Pig by Clutch is what I'm trying to think of. It's all real heavy on the wall. It's weird, like, little half steps. But it's all, like, just in the box. Like, so easy that it's, like... it's dumb you know it's like those are the coolest riffs to me like like one two note riffs or something yeah um you know and it's all all groove you know you throw something really simple on top of an awesome groove man and you could listen to it for days yes bro yes i love that yeah
1: we got in, man, because Clutch was supposed to come over and um, we were doing a festival with them. And I think they were playing like three times, doing three different sets. Um, so, yeah, man, I can definitely hear that influence with you now. Now you've just said uh, that. For yeah.
2: sure. Because like, it's all like just the fun. Yeah, it's all like. Ugh, just, yeah, the fist. If the you, fist the yeah, fist, if you don't have yeah. a stink face and if your head's not bobbing, you yeah, know what I mean, then I, I need to write a different song, I feel like. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but yeah, like cl- Clutch was awesome, dude. Like That was the first big tour we did was with Clutch. And it was just like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, ah, oh, this is awesome. And then, uh, yeah, like yeah, we wrote a song with Tim, their guitar player, for the last record that we – didn't make the record for whatever reason. I still think it's a cool song, but um, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll release that at some point, but
1: was that, was that um, for mother brain now? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For mother brain, like we were, we had a lot of time off. Um, Like we switched labels, we switched some members, you know what I mean? And it was just like, so we had to get, sign the deal and then do the whole producer thing and figure it just took forever so we had so many songs and when we when we started recording with corey it was like we didn't want to go in and be like well we wrote this song with this dude and this song with this dude so they've got to make the record we were just like hey dude you're producing this record what are we gonna do what do you think you've got all these songs what are we feeling right now in the room and we we wrote a couple one like freshmen with Corey and just sort of like had fun with it. Yeah, I think I think that's important with the record. Like, wh- whatever wherever it sort of goes, it goes.
0: You know. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah did you... That's such an amazing record as well. I was just oh, going to say, uh,
1: Shane, it, did you find that record kind of that was like the the, the evolution of the band you, the the sound because um, i can hear everything in that from like you yeah. said now with with clutch and like in your Soundgarden, garden i can hear alice in chains like in your 90s man it's like yeah. you know that there's yeah. so much there from my my youth that i could hear in there like you know and still in that pocket like you said that bounces is,
2: is yeah there. i think that that record is like our our grungiest record for sure like i, I think that one's gonna be you know, I think for the new record, we're going to go back to a little more bluesy, a little more rock and roll, you know what I mean? Because that was like what we always ha- have, have been. It's just one of those things, right? Like when you write so many songs, you know, you're trying to – I hate – don't want to be like we're writing for other people, but you have to like get people behind your shit, right? Like, you, like your A&R has to love your song. You're the, you know, they have to love it on radio to want to wanna play it. Yeah. So, you know, when we wrote that record, we're like, all right, we'll do three songs that we know, you know, radio and A&R is going to fucking love. And, you know, we'll polish, we'll polish this bitch up, you know, we'll make, we'll make yeah. the kick, the kick fucking loud and the snare loud as fuck the guitars won't be the, aren't as loud on that record as any of the other records. You know what I mean? So we made a shiny sort of modern sounding record and uh, you know, we love it. People loved it. Some people talk shit, whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like, we're going to make other records and they're yeah. all going to be different. So yeah. this one was cool. I, I mean, this EP that we're about to release is totally different. You know what I mean? We've got a we're about to release a song with Sticks from uh, Steel Panther, and it's a piano song. Yeah. We've never done anything like that, but it's like very our Ode to Queen, you know what I mean?
1: So, this is uh, Rat Child, which is out on the 18th of June, is all right?
2: Well, yeah, the, the one after that will be the one with Sticks. Rat one that um, we wrote back in the day, I mean, like probably 2016 or 2017. Um, we wrote and it's very Aerosmithy. It's just that old school rock and roll, you know, Clutch meets Aerosmith sort of vibe, you know. Yeah, it's just a, a fast rock and roll song, you know. Um, and we would we would play it live, and then for whatever reason, it didn't make it for Mother Brain. You know what I mean? It's just it didn't necessarily fit with all those grungy songs. Yeah. So we were just like. You know, we'll save it. And then uh, when quarantine happened, we had everything basically recorded, um, and through di- through the demo process because we've just like, as we demo, we just try to get as good of tones as possible. And sometimes the drums are good enough, you know, and we can make them sound great. And uh, we actually re-recorded the drums for this though. But other than that, everything else was recorded in like
0: 2017. Oh wow! wow. Yeah. Wow. Because obviously you've done these these other songs i um you've released recently kiss it goodbye mm-hmm. tower jones incredible yeah. i love that tune what a tune that is <laughs>
2: but this- we wrote we wrote that one in uh, 2017 too wow mm-hmm. so what you just had it there thinking just it did, you- didn't make the re- didn't make mother brain it was one of those oh. where it's like you know with corey and you know we we tried not to just be like hey this is gonna make the record just because i mean for whatever reason you know it turned out to be a little grungier i think kiss it goodbye was the one that we were all like how did this not make the record you know what i mean and we we were all sort of bummed about it and we were we were just trying to figure out a way to release like all these songs like mountain and uh you know all all of them too with you know that was just frank bellow like an idol of ours i mean all these dudes we look up to you know but um yeah man it's uh it's sick though like we we wrote like four or five songs with howard he came down to austin and like he we home studio jammed and like he had written on some like some jams i had before he got there but when he got there i had that one up we were working on that day and that was the one that everyone was pumped on and he's just like he was like can i go walk your dog and he went and walked my dog and like came back with with full lyrics and him and brandon just like you know talked through the lyrics and figured it out and that was it man
0: I love that song, dude. That <laughs> Thanks, riff is killer. Dude. The way you picks up in the middle and then back down into that sleazy riff—I mean, yeah. our bursting—it's like, oh fuck, that's amazing.
2: Thanks, man. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, like live, it's so much fun to like because we we play everything to a click for the yeah. most part. It's, um, you know, our drummer's on a click in his ears, but when when that bridge comes, it's just like. Nope, no more click. see
0: you later, man. You know, it. Just goes yeah. nuts.
2: Yeah, you feel it and it's there's a lot of energy in that song.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So the the new song you're gonna drop then with Sticks from Steel Panther. The word yeah, the that, is you, you actually tattooed him.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh he flew into Austin and Yeah, we had the the night free, so we just went and I tattooed him. And I was supposed to get, we were all going to get the tattoo, but like we didn't have time to tattoo Brandon, which our my singer Brandon. He's been trying to get tattooed for years. (laughs) I I feel so bad because we we're doing other shit, you know.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. And uh. Yeah. And Dan doesn't have any tattoos at all. So I, we were trying to, like, force Dan to get tattooed. But I feel like at this point, he shouldn't get tattooed. You know what I mean? Like, it's weirder that he doesn't have any tattoos. <laughs> it's more awesome, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I tattooed him, and then we shot the video the next day. It's fucking hilarious. Like, it's probably the funniest video
0: we've ever done. Oh, I can't wait for that. So when yeah. is that drop
2: Uh, June 18th, I think. Cool. Um, yeah, it's like... The song's called Everyone Dies, and it's, um, you know, the the video's just sort of like we're all in heaven, so, like, we just play off on, you know, that sort of theme, and, uh, yeah, it's very different for Crowbot. It does not sound like a Crowbot song until, like, you know, there's moments where you're like, oh, okay, that's where they bring it back, but it's, like, straight up piano rock, like... I'm playing queen type guitars. I I completely wow. like ripped off Brian may style where he does like one side is the lead. The other side's like the cocked wah, And it's all like on that like really single coil sound. So it's, it's that like, and there's, there's really no like guitar part that you play, like plays it. Like the guitar is noodling until the, until the chorus, which is cool. It's all piano dripping.
0: You, you couldn't give us a little bit on the guitar right now? Or was that?
2: Um, I mean, um, so, shit, it'd be. I'm trying to play the piano part. All right, cool. Shit. <laughs> I, I've got to figure it here. This is like, they're going to be like, you don't know your own song? Fuck you, man.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: shit. Um, <laughs> no, it, it. no but yeah, awesome. but it's got a swing. he has got a swing to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's yeah. like
2: a three swing, like very uh, almost like a ELO. You know what I mean? An oh, ELO just, feel to it. And, and it I was really just ELO. like a. It was a jam that um that sticks had on piano, and when we toured with Steel Panther, he's like, "Dude, check this out," because we love just writing songs with other people, and we're like, "That's sick!" And we just sent just the piano to Brandon. And he wrote such a killer melody over it. And it was so classic. And um, it was like a timeless sound. And uh, yeah. And then at that point we're like, this is so queen sounding that I have to like lean into that with guitar stuff. So it's just like Brian May noodles and then big octave sort of, you know, big octave chords for, um, for the chorus. But yeah, I mean, it's cool, you know, it's, it's fun to do different shit yeah. for Crobot, you know?
0: Well, you had me a queen, dude. That's that's I can't <laughs> wait to hear that. That's incredible. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, those are big shoes. I should probably say like the <laughs> darkness or something. Yeah, which I love the darkness, by the way. One of my favorite bands of all time.
0: Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: How did you yeah. um how did you get good mates with sticks? then? Was it was it too bad yeah.
2: Or... yeah. Um he he was he was a fan of Crobot from back in the day and he would we were always trying to do a Steel Panther tour, and it finally worked out. And then when we were on tour, we he was just they're just all the, oh, the coolest, nicest guys. Yeah. Um, they're just fun people to hang out with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All shtick aside, like when they, you know, they're still those dudes. That's the funny thing about it. Like you yeah. can see, like that's just their personality. They're just like really happy, fun. You know, kind dudes.
1: We only we only met them the once. We yet again a festival, as as you do, you cross paths with everyone. And um, but they were in full gimmick. So I was like, I you you don't know like, do you know what I mean? Obviously, you've got close closer to the source, like you know. So um, you're like, oh, are they in the gimmick all the time, or is that is that them? Um, because we're I mean, we're all, we're always kind of ribbing each other in our band, and we're always kind of. I don't know that comical yeah. side, but then yeah. you know we do go we do go more like serious and stuff as well. But there's always that joke and banter or that fun element because otherwise, what the fuck, what 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 do we do this mad thing for? Like, yeah,
2: you know? well, yeah, rock and roll is supposed to be fun, right? Yeah, man, that's, that's the whole thing. It's like being a kid forever. You know, I mean, that, yeah. that's r- literally like you have to try to harness that and just stay in that mindset forever. You know, like yeah. the 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 feelings you would get as a teenager, you know, I'm, you know, in my thirties trying to just stay at that level. And, you know, I figured out how to do it. You just got to like play guitar all the time.
0: Yeah. 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 So how did you and Brandon and the boys meet? How did you come together? Did you know each other from kids at school or was it later on?
2: So I lived in, uh, I lived in Tennessee and moved to Pennsylvania for another band. And um, I ended up, meeting Brandon he was playing bass uh in the the last band I was in and that singer left and me and him were like let's just start our own thing and at that point I was tattooing and I was making money and I I love art and and just tattooing the art of tattooing in general is, is fun to me you know so we had we had no like plans to really push it we were just like Going out playing anywhere, everywhere, just like writing songs that we loved, and uh, yeah, of course that was that's the most successful thing because it was authentic, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was real, you know, and it was. Me and Brandon had a couple guys that we had played in bands with before, and then you know life would happen. I remember um, you just everyone had priorities, and like our bass player went to jail at one point our first bass player. And we were like, he didn't tell us. We're like, wait a minute. We're like, you're going to jail. No. Like we're getting ready to go on tour for, for like a month and a half. And we were just like, well, you know, you're not in the band now. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and Me and me and that guy, like still like to this day, like, are great friends and he's so funny man he's just a a pleasure to be around but it's just funny like that's how he left the band We're (laughs) like, and he was like going to jail for like not paying parking tickets he likes the stupidest shit we're just like what are you doing you know but yeah i mean
0: how long was he he in jail for
2: uh it it was he was in jail for like a a couple months i feel like and
0: yeah. you were like, nah man, we just gotta keep going. We've got the yeah,
2: band. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. So we ended up uh you know making making the changes and we we just went on the tour. You know, and it, it works out, you know. As long yeah. as you uh as you have the drive to keep it going, man, you will yes. find a way, you know what I mean? And that's the hardest thing, right? Like as you get older, just keeping this train going, man. That's you it you know. Too. That's was, it. Um, you just got to stick around and like write good shit. That's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Was, was Brandon singing as a bass player in the other band?
2: He was singing harmonies, just high, just all the high harmonies that no one else could do. So he wasn't he, main vocalist? No, he was not the main vocalist.
0: So was the wow. other guy,
2: was the other guy really good? The other guy is really good. He, he's in um, a band called Lifer. And he, uh, he's also in Cold, that band Cold now. Um, but he was, uh, yeah. Back in the day, when Breaking Benjamin had all the, like Ben fired the whole band, yeah. That was our singer's old band. It yeah. was lifer. So when Breaking right. Ben first got big, Ben took his band and and he kept that that band. And then when he fired them all, was when our singer quit and they started another band. They started right. I forget what they called it. But yeah, he got back with his dudes, and we're like, "Oh, well, good for you! You know, this is you should do this." And then me and me and Brandon were just like, "Let's start Crowbot." And he I, he said he didn't want to play anything; he just wanted to front. And I was like, "Whatever you want, man. You know." And um, yeah, little did I know he was just an amazing front front man. That's you know? what I was
0: gonna say, dude. So did you know his range and just how amazing? I knew he was- could okay.
2: sing. Yeah, I knew it was gonna be great. Like I I knew we were gonna write awesome songs and you know we knew it was going to be like riff rock um yeah. and uh yeah when he when he started fronting he had a lot of wacky dance moves you know what i mean like I remember thinking, I was like, "Is this is this cool?" I, I was like, "I'm not sure if this is cool." And yeah, everyone loved it, and I was like, "It's cool, yeah,
0: yeah." <laughs> yeah I got some dance moves, and and Ronnie seen him. He said, "That's not cool. That's not cool. <laughs> stop doing that shit right now." So, yeah, man. But you I know, mean, Brandon's voice, dude, is absolutely sensational. I love his voice.
2: The uh, he's the nicest, most kindest kind-hearted person you'll ever meet like I, I can't tell you like how many times we have to like just tear him away from people because he he won't he won't interrupt anyone if they're talking to him like he'll get stuck in a conversation with with one person and give them as much time as they want you know and he'll just stay out there forever like you know there's no and his whole family's like that too you know it, it's uh um, yeah. It's it's very rare you meet people that are that talented that are that humble, and which is uh, why I love him. And we stick together, and we, you know, we've always we've always written Crowbot songs together, and we've always been the driving force to just make sure shit is happening, and you know, because we both love music.
0: It's it's, yeah. very, it's, a, it's a common theme, but I mean, we've done 62 episodes now of Crowcast and, you know, it's been some incredibly talented musicians, singers, performers that we've had on, been lucky enough to have on. But they say the same thing. It's not so much the talent, it's the personality. It's that person where you can, you know, record after record, go and record um, and keep maintaining. <laughs> Who's that?
2: Is that my dog? Did you guys hear my dog? Yeah. I don't know. Let me open the door. I've got I've got a little uh, cheweenie It's like a wiener dog, chihuahua. What you oh, yes. Buns, what are you doing? Buns. Her name's Buns.
0: That's brilliant.
2: Oh, she stopped. All right, it's good.
0: No, but it, I mean the longevity game in in this. You know, there's so many things that can happen on, on a bus, on a tour bus, on 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 gigs. You know, to, to take you down. But um, those personalities are the thing that hold bands together, isn't it, you know? Yeah.
2: yeah. You know, it's, um, that's the hardest thing, right? Like Even just keeping four or five dudes together um, through tens of years, right? Yeah. Or th- that amount of time, life in general changes so much. Some, some people have a different trajectory of where they see yeah. themselves, or some people have more responsibilities yeah. than others, and, yeah, like me and Brandon have built our lives to be able to tour, you know, and and we we uh, have figured out how to do it for us. Yeah. And some people like now, like when we're looking for people, you know, we're looking for bass players and like, uh, well, who you know, who would want to do it and fit and be cool? And it's harder. It's harder when you're in your mid thirties because people have lives and responsibilities. It's not like when you're in your early
0: twenties, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's part of yeah. it. Let me grab buns. Hey, Garth, what are you doing? <laughs> Do you take buns on the road? <laughs> the guard dog. I was wondering I kind of if, feel if like we uh, need to see him Chris. It's who? Buns. Or, or Buns. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm wondering if us, uh, if Howard, if, if Howard walked too.
2: No, it was, uh, it was our, I had a greyhound. Um and uh she was the sweetest dog, but the exact opposite from from Bun's like she was <laughs> huge and she never barked, and now we've got a tiny dog that just barked constantly.
0: Um, that's like me and Ronnie.
1: <laughs> the bloody hell, man? No, it I funny. love him, man. Like I said, I love the whole tour in life, and if you've got a figured out for your band as well um i mean me and me and shane have um talked on you many times we've talked behind the scenes we have talked the boys It's, it's really hard when you're in a band man and um you have to balance life or you have to kind of try and block out life like the real jobs and stuff because the more that filters in the more that you don't concentrate on your art and the more that you don't do your art the more it gets pushed The more the hobby um, and the band just doesn't move forward like and then it's it's just a weird thing if you can find that balance and you you find that way of kind of pushing something more aside and concentrating more on writing or performing or um like even through covid man I, it's like the most of ever ever been able to focus on drums and um and even technology i've learned more about like technology than than ever in my life and i'm in my 30s it's just like I, I couldn't fucking do it before but like now I've got the time and I've got the the
2: mentality to do it as well like you know that um... yeah you sort of have to right I mean um, yeah if you're doing this this the Crowcast stuff like you've figured out some technology shit because it's definitely not easy. Like there's a lot of moving parts yeah you know and sometimes there's a lot of things to go wrong um, you know it's somewhat stressful man. You know, and I mean, I, I bet you've learned how to like record drums really well. You know, yeah. so there there are good things. There are good things to come out of it. You know what I mean? Like, I, like right now, you can't really see, but so I've got the drums set up. This is where we demo everything. Yeah, man. And I mean, drum mics. Uh, I've got these really makeshift overheads. <laughs> Look at that piece of shit. Yes. You know what I mean? But we Dan comes over. We we rip, you know, real drums, and uh, we, we learn how to make it sound good, you know, to make our demo sound great. And you know, in a day, we'll have a, a fully produced track for, you know, or written and recorded track for Brandon. So,
1: yeah, I'm, a, I'm ashamed to see it, man. Before. All this happened, like you know, if I turned up in a studio, I'd always kind of set the drum kit up and then leave it to the engineer or my, my my guitarist. As Shane knows, he's always loved the studio side of stuff. um But yet again, he'd be talking about mics to me or or, or placements, and I'd just be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, dude." And uh, I wouldn't get like the whole double miking and phasing and stuff like that. And then. I found like you said man you find pockets of time through COVID, youtube videos and you know i've got my bucking string from the mic to the center of the snare and then i was sending the boys snippets of recordings um and then saying to like my guitarist oh man i haven't i haven't phased anything this is great and you're just excited because you know more about your shit, like you know more your 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 thing like so yeah i feel pretty confident now to rock up somewhere at least set the drums up and the mics i mean i couldn't do it at a professional level but i could get a signal in tidy like you know so yeah
2: it's all it's all valuable right it's all valuable to know that stuff just just for like moving moving forward like you know labels are slowly dying you know let's be honest here at at some point the whole music uh, structure and business will be completely different. Um, so, yeah, I think it's up to us to figure it out uh, and be ready for that when, when that does happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and who knows? Who knows really what how it's going to be or, or if it's going to be all direct. You know, it could be like... A, Spotify and Apple, like maybe those are your record labels, you know, and maybe they give you the, you know, maybe that's, who's giving you your budgets, you know, maybe it's more direct to, through streaming services. Maybe, maybe it's all, you know, everything's in house and we have to figure it out for ourselves, but you know, everything's learning. I can't tell you how many, how many times we've like wasted money, lost money, mm-hmm. you know, are still paying off debts from years and years ago you know but you know we're learning and we won't make those mistakes again so yeah
1: i love that that's honest though man we um sit similar stories and i think most bands and it's great advice that is anyway for any band that's listening is um never be afraid to make a mistake i think man because you can only become better for,
2: from it, like you know. So yeah, you can't overthink, like right. Because if you sit if you sit around and overthink things, and it stops you from from making movement, whether it be forward or backwards, like that's the worst, right? You know, you could sit there and be like, "Oh, is this the song?" Whatever, just just release it and keep moving forward. You know, I've always that that's always been my frame of mind, and, and you know, with record labels, it's it's a little bit tougher because they are the exact opposite of that right mm-hmm. they want three months six months before to promote it and they want to do all this stuff which i totally understand but i need to be like moving forward
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But, what, what about
1: you and the guys now have you got um live shows coming up um because america's doing really good from what we see i don't know what it's like living there but you know we're seeing it it's looking great on the tv as
2: they say like you know yeah, I, you know, July eighth, we're gonna do a little tour, um, just around Texas and the the Midwest, and then uh, we come back, record the record, and uh, yeah, then Brandon's getting married, our singer, and so oh, September cool. we'll be doing that, and then October on we'll be uh, back out in the road, whether it's headline or a or an opening's gig, we'll see what comes, what, you know, what what options we have, but. Yeah, that's sort of the plan for the rest of the year. Um, as long as everything goes as planned, you know, things are opening up. And, you know, here in Austin, it's like – it's in Texas. It's Texas, but it's, like, it's like super liberal here, you know. So whereas you go 50 miles out – 20 miles outside of Austin, it's really, really, really conservative. You know, you won't see a mask in sight there, but in, in Austin, you know, people are hanging on to masks regardless of what the cdc says you know what i mean so yeah Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. there
2: there's a juxtaposition there uh which is pretty interesting it's just uh, all the politics uh, run so deep you know here it's just it's sickening
0: (laughs) yeah we (laughs) have no idea of that we have no idea We like we have no idea of that do we because it's it's hard enough for us obviously in the uk we go wales england Scotland, island, but the the rules on COVID things is slightly different. But we've never been so separate as a, as a as a as a an island. You know what I mean? The UK, but for you guys, like all your states, it's like it's completely different rules and regulations. Yeah, just going across those borders, like we have no idea of that.
2: Yeah, like I feel like in the, the Midwest they haven't been wearing masks the whole time, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you, you'll be, we'll be on a, or, or like even I would took a road trip. Cause I didn't want to fly to see my, my family. And, uh, yeah, I was going up to Tennessee. So yeah, I would just stop along the way in the thick of it, you know what I'm saying? And it would be going to gas stations and no one's wearing masks at all. And it was just, you know, Whatever, do whatever you want, but it was just crazy how different it is, yeah. just depending on where you are.
0: Wow, man! But, wow, but obviously, yeah. doing like the live shows, bud. I mean, <clears throat> obviously, you can't wait to get back on the road and, and doing those live shows, whether they wear the masks or not. But, um, you've obviously toured and done shows with some pretty big hitters but have you got any yeah. sort of stories on, on the road? You want to um, them?
2: Yeah, man, there's great. There's a lot of good ones. Um, one time, uh, we were we were on the road with uh, it was Motorhead and Anthrax, and uh, Phil Campbell. Um, Phil Campbell is like, "Watch this! Watch this!" So he takes he takes his laptop and he goes into Anthrax's room uh, while they were getting off stage, just coming off stage. And he, he just pulls his pants down and he starts acting like, acting like he's jacking off. <laughs> so, and like when when they come in, we just heard screaming and he he came running out with the, with the laptop and like his pants down by his ankles. <laughs> like that fucking guy, man, he's he's hilarious, man.
0: Uh that's brilliant.
2: And like on that tour too, like every every time <clears throat> um joey the singer of anthrax would go out he would be like like, i'm gonna get you guys a bunch of weed tonight you know and he would go out and be like where's those let me see those fucking joints he's like throw some on stage throw some on stage and like he'd come out and like he'd be like big score tonight guys big score and he'd have like a handful like a couple buds and like a couple joints and then i i read a review it was like it was a big review. It was like Metal and jazz, whatever, whoever it was. But they were like, Crowbot came out, and they were good. Anthrax came out, and completely, you know, killed it. They were awesome. But for some reason, Joey Belladonna kept talking about smoking weed and trying to get everyone to to throw weed on the stage. And I was like, that's because of us. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> uh, amazing, amazing. So, moat the head, anthrax. Um, who else have we toured with, dude?
2: Uh, we did some clutch stuff. We did Volbeat. We did uh, a, a Europe and um, American with Volbeat, which was cr- the Europe Volbeat tour was the biggest tour we've ever done. It was like twenty thousand people a night. Wow. <laughs> it's like in wow. like a completely different world of of being. It, it was a humbling experience. I will say that, man. We went into it thinking like this is gonna be awesome, and you know we're gonna make so much money on merch and that's gonna float us and everything's gonna be great. And then it was like, man, we didn't bring a light guy. We didn't bring like the proper arena setting things that you need. Right. So it and I was like, man, they like hate us or something. And then i I, I look back on like videos. I'd be like, we look like three little ants on stage. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, dude, I was moving all over the place and I was killing. It. I thought it was awesome. And like, people weren't getting into it. And it's because it's a different setting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, a small club that we're used to, like, high energy, sw- sweat, it's loud, it's like right there in front of them. Yeah. You know, that transfer of emotion connects not on an arena and it was right. like man no because airborne came on right after us every night and they had fucking eight full stacks on each side yeah. <laughs> like full lights like they were running on top of them it, it was just like yeah like you can't can comp- you have to like get your production on that level to compete so you know next time we next time we do it we know you know we we've got to bring bring the big guns you know yeah wow
0: yeah wow, we, we gotta do the same all we think about is fucking getting a bigger backdrop that's <laughs> 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 yeah for fucking <laughs> like yeah. two
2: grand or something it's like yeah. so fucking expensive those things yeah, yeah the funniest
1: man. backdrop I've ever seen and I've said it before is um I went to Reading Festival I can't remember what year but there was a band that went on and they had a massive backdrop and scrims and it just looked full production and then no effects came on and they must have done it last minute, but they'd, they'd flown up a, an A4 sheet of paper that just basically said no effects. And you can imagine Fat Mike, he just pointed to the back and was like, check out our motherfucking
2: backdrop. And it was just yeah. <laughs> it
1: was fucking brilliant. It was I love brilliant,
2: that. Like. I absolutely love that, man. We, we've, we've got a backdrop that's old as hell, but we paid so much money for it that we're just like, hanging on to it for dear life, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, we got to get a new one, though. It's, like, ripped and shit. So, I don't know. We're, we're trying to be, like, as we start uh, adding more stage and, like, production value to our show, it's becoming more and more Spinal Tap-esque. We, we are going more in that direction as opposed to, like, big lights, big this, big that. It's more of, like, I'm making, like, now we hatch our singer out of a, a giant human egg to start the show, a big <laughs> foam egg. Yeah, you know, and then like, you know, I, I'm I'm making some stuff for the stage, like like dragon heads, like that shoot geyser fog, and like sword and stones, and like very like Spinal Tap gag gagging yeah. shit, yeah. which yeah. is like that is awesome to me. Like that's what I think is cool is like it's sort of fun and sort of theatrical, but still old school and it's not like super high tech. It's all, all the shit's made out of foam. You know what I mean? Like it's sort of Gwari, but like not as not brutal, you know, not in a metal way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But that stands out as well. It's exactly what you said. If I was in a, if i was in an arena i'm gonna remember your singer if he's hatching out of a fucking egg um,
2: yeah yeah <laughs> and every, every night it's different like some like one night he refused to get out of the egg like the intro was over and he's supposed to pop out and he just like, he like just st- stayed in the egg and we were all like getting worried and i remember i was like shit maybe he passed out you know or something <laughs> and uh i went i went over on stage and i just like opened up the egg a little bit, and he was just in the, He was just in there dying, like, like <laughs> laughing. I laughed his ass off. <laughs> uh,
0: that's amazing. Oh, man, I can't wait to see that live show, bro. Oh, that's,
2: man. Sometimes crazy. it goes ever great. Sometimes it doesn't, but whatever, you
0: know. Yeah, but as long as you're having fun doing it, dude. fun,
2: man. Yeah, that's what it's about.
0: That's right. Chris, thank you so much for joining us, brother. We'll leave it there, but it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. So June 18th.
2: Yeah, right, June the 18th, yeah. It's a four-song EP, um, and it's going to be sick. We're going to be playing all the songs live, so, yeah, it's going to be cool.
0: Absolutely oh, sensational, bud.
1: And when you get over to the UK, if we're here as well at the same time, we'll hit up Jay um, yes. and hook up with you boys and meet you properly, man, and sort of yeah. some of our
0: beers, and, and we'll have a proper chat there, man. Sounds great, man. Send our best to Brandon and Dan, dude. You got it. All right, guys. Nice to meet you. You too, you man. As well, man. Stay safe. See you soon, bro. See you, man. Take care. Thanks for listening to Crowcast Podcast. Don't forget, this episode is also available to watch on our YouTube channel. For up-to-date information on everything crows, follow us on all our socials or visit our website, thosedamncrows.com. Tidy. ta